We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world, with all its power and might, steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. The Committee to Unleash Prosperity just issued a report indicating that you can make up to $123,000 a year by just sitting at home playing video games in your basement rather than going to work. Is this a good thing? And will such a country remain free? I'm Dr. Ever Piper and this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to The Rebellion. Thanks for listening into this show. Today's topic is the economy, Bidenomics. What's going on in our culture and our country right now where you see store after store, restaurant after restaurant, fast food chains across the country? You see signs saying, help wanted. They can't find people who want to work. Well, why? Why don't people want to go to work? Well, one of the answers is, You can make more money off of the government by just living off of Uncle Sam by staying at home and playing video games right now than you can by actually rolling up your sleeves, getting your hands dirty, and earning your keep. That's the topic of today's show. But I'm going to approach this from a bit of a different perspective. Yes, the statistics are irrefutable. I mean, when you combine Obamacare subsidies with unemployment benefits and then the COVID relief Uh, money that's just flooding into the economy right now, it's no surprise that you can't find people that actually want to go to work because they're making more money by just accepting those government benefits than they would by actually going out and getting a job. I've already said that. But what what does this mean for our country and our culture with regard to freedom? Can such a nation remain free? Is there a correlation between bondage and government support, government subsidies, as opposed to feeling the obligation and the responsibility to solve your problems on your own and go out and earn some money? Is there a correlation and causation when it comes to federal support, living off the government dole, and the loss of personal freedom that comes from this assumption that you have no personal responsibility. I'm going to argue, obviously, that there is a correlation here and that a people that live off of the government are a people that will be controlled by it. Now, before we take a break, remember that if you'd like to subscribe to The Rebellion, you can do so by going to patreon.com backslash Dr. Everett Piper. That's patreon.com backslash Dr. Everett Piper. I welcome any and all of you who want to support us on a monthly basis. It doesn't have to be a lot, but it does uh, help us keep the lights on, if you will. So thank you to all of you who support us. I really appreciate that. And also, if you want to go to DrEverettPiper.com, that's my website. You can get access to a variety of different things there. There's a menu tab at the top of the page. Click on that, and you can access um, scheduling if you want me to come and speak at your church or your political venue. You can access uh, copies of my book, so it'll take you directly to Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, or whatnot, so that you can purchase the books. And you also see my archived articles, 
with the Washington Times, and you can immediately gain access to the archived back issues of the rebellion if you want to copy and paste those and get them out there in your social media. So that's the housekeeping for the day. Let's take an early break, and when I get back, I want to talk about spoiled children who will not work will never be free. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. I'll be right back in a couple minutes. In 1978, George and Kate Tedford set out to protect Oklahoma businesses better. Today, their son and our CEO, Mark Tedford, is excited to carry on his family's legacy. Professional liability, compliance, property, workers' comp, health and life. Tedford Insurance's dedicated team gives you access to the nation's largest insurance providers, negotiates the best rates, and protects their own legacy like no one else. Call 918-299-2345 or tedfordinsurance.com. The Patriot Auto Group, locally owned and operated. The Patriot family of dealerships takes great pride in supporting the communities we serve throughout the great state of Oklahoma. The Patriot Auto Group's charitable work has been recognized throughout Oklahoma. Whether it's visiting one of our local dealerships or simply shopping and buying online with our doorstep delivery, the Patriot Auto Group takes the stress out of buying a new or used vehicle. And every purchase comes with our exclusive peace of mind, Patriot Pledge. You get engines for life, plus one year maintenance and 10 full years of roadside assistance, plus so much more. Sure, we can sell you a car, but supporting our community and lending a hand to our neighbors in need? Sold. The Patriot Auto Group. Proud Oklahomans in the communities we serve. Okay, welcome back to The Rebellion. Again, the topic for today's show is work and freedom. If you don't work, if you don't take responsibility, if you don't feel an obligation to take care of your own needs, to solve your own problems, will you remain free as an individual or as a country and a culture? I'm going to argue that the answer is no. That if you start depending on the government for your sustenance, for your paycheck, then the government will gain more and more control over your personal life, your personal decisions. You lose your freedom. And I think this is part and parcel of us becoming a childish culture, an infantilized culture, where we expect mommy and daddy to take care of us rather than being told to get out of the house and go get a job. Context for this. When I grew up, my mom and dad were very gracious. They never told me I had to move out of the house once I graduated from high school, but it was just kind of assumed in our culture that once you were done with school, it was your responsibility to start earning some money and earn your keep. Oh, they would be patient. Parents would be patient with their kids and give them a little bit of time to figure out how to get a job and how to pay the rent or how to buy their first house and how to make car payments and that type of thing. But there was no assumption that you would just stay home for perpetuity There was as if there was no pressure to move out of the house and grow up and become an adult and take care of yourself. I remember when I graduated from high school, and I've told you before on this show, my mom and dad didn't graduate from high school. Neither one of them had a high school diploma. My dad was a truck driver. My mom was a stay-at-home mom at times, and at other points she had part-time, part-time jobs here and there to help make some money for the, for the family. Um, they were good parents. This is not a woe-is-me story about parents being too harsh. Absolutely not. They were good parents. They taught me how to work 
when I was a kid in my teens, and even before that, I mowed the lawn, I did the chores on the farm, I was expected to take care of the animals. And then when I was old enough, my dad actually allowed me to load up the the riding lawnmower in a little trailer that he bought. And uh, when I had my own driver's license, I would drive that lawnmower from house to house to house in town and make a little bit of money mowing lawns. So I knew what it was like to earn my own money, buy my own clothes, take responsibility for the things that I wanted and the things that I needed. Uh, Yes, it was a gradual maturation process because at that point when I was 14, 15, 16 years of age, I didn't have to pay for rent and I didn't have to pay a mortgage. But if I wanted a car, I had to buy it. If I wanted a motorcycle, likewise. If I wanted to waste my money on toys, then it was my responsibility to suffer the consequences for buying that foolish car or that motorcycle that I didn't need. I, I earned my own money and I took responsibility for how to, how to save it and how to spend it. Those days seem to be gone. Now, some of you are saying, I do the same thing with my kids, but unfortunately, there are many, many in the current generations, and I say generations plural because I don't know whether it's millennials, Gen Zers, or whatnot, or maybe even before that, but we've got a problem here, and the problem is highlighted in this story that I featured in the Washington Times over the weekend, the story from the Committee to Unleash Prosperity, which they they just issued a report, I believe it was last week, if I remember correctly, and this report highlights that current unemployment benefits combined with pandemic and healthcare subsidies can now add up to at least $123,000 in certain parts of the country. And by some math, it's $160,000 in other parts of the country. When you add all of those components together, again, pandemic relief, healthcare subsidies, and unemployment benefits. So where, do we, where are we getting this data? Well, part of the data is coming from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And they're showing America's current potential workforce. In addition to all this money that you can get from Uncle Sam, the workforce is participating at a lower percentage. Only about 62% of the potential workforce, those that are of working age, they can go to work. Only about 62% of them are choosing to do so. That's 1.5% below pre-COVID levels. And what's this mean? Well, some estimates out there indicate that this means 400,000 fewer people are engaged in gainful employment right now than before 2020. So you've got people with the earning potential of 120,000 plus when you add up all these government benefits. And then you have a lot of them Choosing not to go to work, Um, they'd rather stay home, take their COVID checks, take their Obamacare checks, take their unemployment checks, and just stay home. I mean, why go take a job at McDonald's? Why go take a job on the local farm or the local ranch? Why work hard if you can make that kind of money by just staying at home and playing video games? Uh, Here's what I'm saying. Joe Biden has created a world where a fully capable 25-year-old can now make more money sitting in mom and dad's basement than he can by going to work and earning his keep. And I talk about this in my book, Grow Up, Life Isn't Safe, But It's Good. So a little self-promotion here. If you want more on this topic, this is, this is I've committed at least one chapter in the book to this, if not much more. We've become a nation of children. 
we're an infantilized country where millions of adults who just yesterday would have been embarrassed to go on the government dole will now shamelessly cry out like little boys and girls, I can't do it. I need help. You need to do it for me. I'm going to repeat that. A bunch of people are acting like little boys and girls. They're acting like children. You know, if you're a parent, when your child says, I can't, I can't do it. I need your help. You need to do it for me. Now, a good parent will push his son or daughter and say, no, you can do it yourself. We teach them, we encourage them, and then we reward them when they accept responsibility progressively as they mature for doing things on their own. Uh, Riding a bicycle, I can't do it. Don't take the training wheels off. Well, there comes a point in time where you say, yes, you can do it. Let me help you at this point. But once you figure this out, you can do it on your own. I don't need to hold on to you. I don't need to hold your hand. I don't need to be there all the time to do this task for you. You can do it yourself. That's part of encouraging your kids to grow up. And that's what I talk about in my book, Grow Up, Life Isn't Safe, But It's Good. I argue in my book that those who are never taught to take responsibility will never grow up. But instead, they're going to become stunted and frozen in time. They recoil from adulthood. They always shirk their attendant duties. And their constant refrain is to look to someone else to blame or to solve all of life's problems for them. Sound familiar? Is that where we are as a culture right now? It's, it's, it's as if the mantra for our time and our day is this. Ask not what you can do for your country, but what your country can do for you. That's become the defining mantra of our age. There's a word for this, in my opinion, and it's called entitlement. And at its core, it's simply adolescent laziness. This cry that I can't do it, I can't. I can't go to work. I I can't find a job. I can't do this. I can't do that. It's someone else's fault. The government needs to step in and help me. It's ubiquitous, this attitude. It's, it's, it's pervasive from coast to coast. And it's, it's there despite individual aptitude. People can do it. They can do the work. They just don't want to. The, the ability is there, but the desire is not. Now, everyone knows that needing help is part of life. I'm not saying that even adults don't need help. I'm not saying that, obviously. But expecting someone else to do what you can do for yourself is another matter. This is a disease that's plaguing our culture right now, more so than any biological virus. Any reading, I mean any reading of the daily news, the headlines, whatnot, will reveal this simple and sobering fact that somewhere along the line we have forgotten the obvious of what just yesterday was assumed to be a given. And what's that? Becoming an adult means accepting responsibility. Responsibility for your own problems and taking initiative to solve them. Life isn't easy. Life isn't supposed to be safe. You need to take responsibility for the fact that life isn't perfect. There are problems. And it's your responsibility to solve them, not somebody else's. No, but today, no, no, no. Today, millions embrace This attitude that comfort is our highest good. Comfort and safety is now our highest good, rather than freedom 
and hard work and independence. Freedom, hard work, and independence are words that mature adults understand. But comfort and safety is what children expect from their mommies and their daddies. We need to do things ourselves rather than expect people to do them for us. But why risk coming out of your safe space if the government is always there to think for you and pay for you and work for you? You might as well stay put in your parents' basement if safety is what life is all about. And frankly, a word to helicopter parents out there, stop. Stop. You're perpetuating this problem. You know, I pick on Gen Zers and and, uh, millennials all the time, but... These kids are acting this way because they've never been forced out of the nest. Nobody has ever said, no, I'm not going to pay for that any longer. I'm not going to do this for you. And by the way, why in the world would you want a government check rather than going out and working for your own keep, doing it yourself? So part of the problem here is helicopter parenting. A lot of the problem is helicopter parenting. So... Rather than teaching responsibility and encouraging others to take charge of their own lives, we have a government right now, Uncle Sam, preaching security and safety. Be safe. I've told you before, if I hear somebody say, be safe one more time, I'm going to strangle them. How about be free? I don't care about safety in this artificial context as if you can be safe from all disease, safe from all viruses, safe from all contaminants, safe from having to work. Uh, Security and safety, comfort and safety seems to be all we care about right now. And the result is this perpetual infantilization and the consequent laziness, laziness, infantilization. Infants can be lazy. Uh, Undisciplined adolescents, 14-year-olds, 15-year-olds, have a tendency to not want to work. How many times did you argue with your mom and dad about taking out the garbage or feeding the dog or mowing the lawn? You didn't want to do it, but you if you had a good father and mother, they said, do it anyway. <laughs> because if you want any money for the weekend, if you want your allowance, you're going to have to earn it. We're not just going to give it to you. But what we have now is this perpetual infantilization. We have adults that are acting like infants. They're acting like spoiled adolescents. They're being lazy. And this is plaguing generation after generation right now. The more dependent we become on other human beings, the less independent we are in our own personal lives. I'm going to say that one more time. The more dependent we become on others, the less independent we are in our own personal lives. That's just true. (laughs) That seems to be irrefutable, self-evident in my view. Those promoting this culture of government dependence know this. They know that they will gain control of us by teaching us to ignore this truth, that independence in our personal lives means we cannot be dependent on others, government included, government foremost. Let me put it this way. All the despots of history, they understood this principle, that the more government dependence, the less personal freedom their citizens will have. So if you can get the citizens to start resting lazily in government subsidies, then you can control them. 
The despots of history knew this. Pol Pot, Mao, Stalin, Castro, Mussolini. You pick your despot. They all knew that those who were free to take personal responsibility were those that they could not control. They knew, all these despots knew, that the number one rule for stealing freedom was to get the masses to point the finger of blame outward rather than inward. As long as you can get the proletariat to blame the bourgeoisie, for example, the tyrant will win. You can kill freedom and gain power if you can get the 99% to accuse the 1%. Get women to blame men or blacks to blame whites or greenies to blame the orange man. It doesn't matter. As long as the demagogue convinces the masses to blame everyone else, he can crush liberty and he can gain control. So this attitude of blame, it's your fault. It's the 1%'s fault. It's the... It's the people that make over and fill in the blank. 100,000, 200,000, 300,000. It's the people that make more money than me. It's their fault. You owe me. I can't do it myself. I shouldn't have to do it myself. You owe me. If you can get people to start thinking that way, then they will, this attitude of blame, if you can get them to start thinking about blame and pushing responsibility onto somebody else rather than taking responsibility for their own problems and solving them, then you can crush liberty and you can gain control. It's this deadly combination of entitlement, enablement, which leads to subservience, slavery, essentially. If you go back in history, go back beyond the tyrants and the despots that I just mentioned. Let's go back to the Roman Empire. 2,000 years ago, the Roman emperors knew everything I just said. That's why they had bread and circuses. You've heard the stories. As Rome was starting to collapse, as it became more and more corrupt, the emperors knew that if they just gave more bread and provided more entertainment, if they just dumbed the masses with government subsidies, government handouts, we'll give you food and we'll give you entertainment. You don't have to pay for it. Just come to the Colosseum on Saturday and we'll give you food, government food, government subsidized food. We'll give you bread. And we'll give you a great show. We'll give you a free circus. That's what the Roman emperors did. (laughs) While persecuting all of those dastardly Christians who simply wanted to care for themselves, their families, and their neighbors and be left alone. Do you see what I'm saying here? This is the correlation and causation of government subsidy and the loss of personal freedom. Do you think the people in Rome were free? Well, no, they weren't free. It's evident because there were citizens in Rome who happened to have just converted to Christianity who lost all of their freedom, lost their families, lost their lives because they were thrown to the Colosseums as the free entertainment, if you will, for all the others that were willing to blame, be lazy, and take the government's safety. You know, you know, we're safe. We'll have food in our belly and we'll have a little entertainment to watch. What could be more important in life than those things? That is not the attitude of an adult. That's the attitude of a spoiled, perpetual adolescent. I was going to say a spoiled 16-year-old. Well, it is the attitude of a spoiled 16-year-old, but unfortunately you've got 26-year-olds and 36-year-olds that are behaving that way right now. 
Because take the bread, take the circus, accept the security and safety that comes with Uncle Sam's handouts, Nero's handouts, the emperor's free bread and free circuses. Oh, are others losing their freedom because they refuse to play this game? Ah, yeah, you know, those dastardly Christians, those people that believe in personal responsibility, personal culpability, sin, sanctification, right and wrong. Those people who think that they shouldn't have to do what the government tells us to do, they shouldn't have to wear a mask, they shouldn't have to get vaccinated, they shouldn't have to adjust their language and use pronouns that make everybody else happy. They th that's what they think. They think they shouldn't have to do these things. Well, we're going to punish them because they're disrupting the government system. They're, they're disrupting. They're endangering our free bread and our free circuses. It's where we are as a culture right now. A nation of untold adolescents, uncountable adolescents, who would rather take their $120,000, $160,000 from Nero than get off their butts and go to work. That nation may be comfortable, and they may feel safe for now, but that nation is no longer free. Freedom. Freedom to engage in the game. Maybe this is an analogy as we wrap up the show. If you want to be free to play a sport, you can't just sit back. You can't just sit in your lazy boy chair and watch the game and expect the coach to give you everything. No, you have to get on the field. You have to go to practice day in and day out. You have to discipline your body. You have to sacrifice. You have to take responsibility for learning the plays, for getting in better shape, for actually going to practice to develop the skills. You have to do all of these things if you ever expect to have the freedom to perform. You will never be free to be an athlete if you expect everything to be given to you. You have to work. No pain, no gain. Right? How many times have you heard that? No pain, no gain. The same is true in music. If you want to play an instrument, you can't just sit around and expect it all to be given to you. You have to discipline yourself. You have to practice because it's practice that makes perfect. It's the personal responsibility of learning how to read music, of learning the rules of rhyme and rhythm and cadence, of disciplining your body to perform the motions necessary to make music rather than create chaos with that instrument that you hold in your hand. So we know these principles are true. You know what my mom and dad taught me was a self-evident truth that if you want to be free as an adult to enjoy the fruits of your labor and to gain more and more freedom as you work harder, save your money, invest your money, get another degree, work your way up the ladder, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. These are words that we're now told, we are now being told are products of white privilege, saying pull yourself up by your bootstraps, no pain, no gain work hard? We're now being told by the proponents of critical race theory that you can't say that stuff anymore because it's racist to do so. What a bunch of garbage. That's hogwash. That's nonsense. It has nothing to do with color of skin. It has to do with content of character. And if we're not going to train up a next generation 
to be men and women, not adolescents, not spoiled brats, but men and women who will take responsibility and stop blaming everybody else and stop accepting freebies. Say, no, I don't want it for free. If I can't earn it, then it's really not mine. Because if you're giving to giving it to me, then it was always yours and never mine. And you've got control over my life. And I would rather be free and poor with dirty hands and calloused fingers. I would rather be free and poor and sore muscles and long hours than to sit around and accept a handout from anyone, whether it be the government or my neighbor. Oh, if I need help, I'll tell you. But right now, I don't need your government check because there's lots, there are lots of jobs available. Just drive down the street, you see the Help Wanted ads, Help Wanted posters on every storefront and every restaurant. If you want freedom, you have to go to work. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.